some of those moments that he would ask the director. I remember he would ask once Anstey, uh, our our director, he would ask like, just show the script and ask, do I have to actually do this? And Anstey <laughs> would say, but you wrote it, man. You wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a different thing. Now I'm the actor. I was the, the writer then, 100%. Now I'm the actor, so... Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of What's Up Conversations. I'm your host, Hami Drezonikufar, and today I have a mega-talented guest with a face that almost every gamer recognizes. He is a Finnish actor of Border Town and Invisible Heroes. He's the star behind one of the most famous characters in video game history, Alan Wake. I'm honored to have Mr. Ilka Willy as my guest today. In this episode, Ilka and I make a reunion almost 13 years after the first time we had an interview. We talk about Ilka's childhood and his success story, Alan Wake 1 and Alan Wake 2, working with Sam Lake and creating this beloved character with Matthew Peretta. We also play a game where I read the plot of a book and Ilka has to guess if it's the plot for a children's book or a horror story. Before we begin, please make sure to subscribe to What's Up Conversations if you're enjoying the show. What's Up Conversations is available on YouTube and all the major podcast streaming services. Alan Wick 2 is out on PC, Xbox and PS5 and is already one of the best games of the year. Make sure to check it out. Thank you very much. Let's go. Hello and welcome to <laughs> What's Up Conversations, Ilka. It's so great to have you on the podcast and talk to you face to face. I'm so excited to finally see you after so long, man. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is great. Last time we spoke was, I guess, like 13 or 12 years ago. I was maybe 17 or 18 and... Uh, and I, I know I was an Alan Wick fan, so I reached out to you and asked if you uh, would do an interview with me for a magazine. This was the time when I had a, interviewed only one person in my life, and that was Mikaro Talati, one of the writers of Alan Wake. To my surprise, not only you did accept doing the interview, you were so kind and patient with me after that. And uh, after interviewing Alan Wake himself, it was such easier to convince other people to do interviews. And here we are, 13 years later, doing the same, but this time in video. I uh, sincerely thank you for your kindness and giving me the chance, and it helped me a lot. And I'm so happy we're doing this again to the sequel of that game. <laughs> well, thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. So, it's quite a timeline we have together yeah, here. Yeah. Ilka, before we begin, I'd like you to play a game with me. By the way, uh, this is so meta. I'm playing Alan Wake 2 at the moment, and by talking to you and seeing your face, it feels like my own reality is being manipulated by Mr. Scratch. So, <laughs> anyways, getting back to the game. This is how it goes. I'll read the plot of some books very vaguely, and I want you to tell me if it is a children's book or a horror story. Extra points will be given if you also tell me the name of the book as well. You ready? Okay. <laughs> All right. In a peaceful village, a circle of young companions embarks on a quest to vanquish okay. an ancient shape-shifting presence. Along the way, they discover courage, loyalty, and friendship. That's uh that's um you were asking if it's children's book or a horror book. Yeah. Okay. That sounded like a like a children's book, maybe. The first one wasn't children's book. 
It was It by Stephen King. So it was actually a horror book. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Moving to next one. Okay. Okay. Uh, story of a girl finding a mysterious underground world. She encounters fabulous creatures that are that defy all reasonable expectations. With a cat companion. Well, this is a, a children's book. This is a children's book. But also, can you guess what this is? Was that Alice in Wonderland? Exactly, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. one right. <laughs> yeah. All right, the next one. A family moves to a hotel where, where dad gets a job. The hotel is a magical and the son of the family discovers many secrets about the place and his dad. Well, that's from The Shining, right? That's Shining, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a children's book, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next one. A boy's family okay. is massacred by an evil force. Now he has to defeat this menace with the help of his friends. Well, hopefully that's a, a horror book. I wouldn't read it to my kids. <laughs> this one is tricky. Do not be a mis <laughs> Don't be fooled by uh, the way I explain them. A boy family, okay, a boy's yeah. family is massacred by an evil force. Now he has to defeat the menace with the help of his friends. And this is like one of the biggest books ever, biggest book series ever. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> But when you look at the plot, it's really horrific. <laughs> it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. Very true. It felt like a very menacing <laughs> beginning, okay. for sure. We're getting close to the end, but here it is, the next one. Okay. The investigation of a prisoner from a mental institution on an island. As the investigation goes further, the line between reality and delusion blurs. Sounds that's horror. Like, that's horror. Sounds like a Alan Wake spinoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit. Of the same themes there. Yeah. A little help for you. Uh, it was made to a movie by a pretty big director. Yeah, I know, by Scorsese. Yes, Shutter Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just couldn't remember the, the name of the movie, but yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. The next one. A group of allies embarks on a journey to defeat a wild creature and reclaim their hometown and wealth. This one's pretty old. Okay. Group of allies. It's children's book. Children's book. Going to reclaim their hometown and wealth. And someone's guarding that wealth. Have to admit, no idea what it is. It's a children's book, but it's Hobbit by okay. Tolkien. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's okay. funny because there are many books that I've actually read, but because I've read them in Finnish, yes. it doesn't sort of ring a bell. <laughs> yeah, you know? It's so different. It's like the language that is your like your uh, native language. That's that's the language that sort of the, the feelings yeah. connect to. Exactly. In many ways. The last one is pretty hard. And I'm tricking you a little bit so bear that in mind okay in a peaceful town a vacation goes 
horribly wrong. And in this town, they should pl- price the batteries the same as bullets. <laughs> yeah, well, that has some echoes of, of Alan Wake. <laughs> that is Alan Wake, which is not a book, yeah. but an amazing game. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Great, 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 okay. great. Cool. <laughs> awesome. So uh, this was interesting because uh, we found a lot of the similarities to the world of Alan Wake by um, reading the plot of uh, uh, these books horribly. <laughs> so let's go back, uh, Ilka, and talk about your past, if we may. How was childhood? When was when was the first time you realized you wanted to be an actor, and how did you break in? Well, um, my childhood, I was born in Finland, but uh, we lived quite a bit abroad when I was a kid. Uh, when I was four years old, we moved to the U.S. for for about six months, and then straight from there to the U.K. for another six months, and then to uh, Vienna in Austria for two, two whole years. And I started school in, in, in Austria, in the Vienna International School when I was five years old. And uh, yeah, we spent two years there and then moved back to Finland and, and uh, stayed put for, for quite many years in Finland, in Helsinki, the capital of Finland. And, and then um, when I was 14, we moved to the US again. And uh, this time to the Pacific Northwest, as it happened, <laughs> uh, to Seattle, Washington for, for about six months and then uh, Berkeley, California for another six months. And then last time I, I came back to Finland again and then I went to uh, South America to uh, Santiago de Chile uh, for a year as an exchange student when I was 17 years old. So by myself and lived with a, with a host family uh, in, in Santiago. And yeah, I, I think that's kind of shaped me quite a lot that those years living abroad and just um, moving from one place to another and having to find like new groups of friends in different places. And I, I sort of, I think from a pretty early age on, I, I, I learned how to sort of read people in a way and read groups of people, sort of understand the chemistry there and, and a little bit like understand who's the leader in the group, who's the, the one who's most open to new friends, you know, and and sort of at the same time find a way to um, kind of find a role for myself, how to fit in, you know, take take on a role, not like be trying to be entirely a, a different person, but sort of just emphasize some size, sides of myself that needed to be maybe emphasized to fit in that certain group of, of people, of kids. And that was kind of, you know, looking back at it now, it was sort of the beginning of my acting, maybe, in a way. Just that that kind of experience that I had. And then also just uh, same thing, moving from one place to another. I guess I I just um, also there were like lonely times when I would read I would read a lot of books and go into my sort of imaginary world as well. So that that's something that I kept to this day, I still like to read a lot of books and still sort of enjoy a lot delving into my own imagination as well. But uh, yeah, I remember pretty early on, I had this like special experiences of, of sort of being on stage and acting. I didn't do, do too much of it, but like just school plays and uh, I was in the Boy Scouts and we would do these little shows there. And I, I, I could feel this like, 
special spark there and, and like a connection that, that I, I kind of could have with people and and with the audience and, and maybe other, you know, people that I, we were, I was acting with. So I had that feeling there. And, but then I come from a family, um, like a very academic family. And, and, and although there were a lot of arts in, in my childhood family, like a lot of books around and, and my parents would take me to the theater and, and to the movies and, and concerts and, and that kind of stuff. But there was no one who was an artist like as a profession. So, so there was no example of acting being a, like a possibility as a profession. So I didn't think of it that much for that reason, I guess. I was sort of thinking that I, I would follow my, my, my parents' footsteps and maybe have an academic career in something. But um, yeah, and so I actually, after high school, I, I applied to the university to study uh, political history, sociology, but didn't get in because I, I think I was, it was kind of half, half-assed, like not very, I didn't have my heart in it. And uh, I got to studying uh, journalism, uh, for radio journalism for a year. And then somehow sort of maybe by accident got a job like for the summer at the Finnish Broadcasting Company. Um, working as a journalist for news, radio news. And um, I was really young at the time. I was like 21, 20, 22, I guess, at the time. Didn't know too much of the world, you know. Um, I was like just barely keeping my, my head up, you know, just doing the news. I It was hard, but still I kind of managed, I think, because they wanted me to stay, and I ended up staying for almost three years uh, doing like working as a, a reporter and a newscaster at the, the Finnish radio. Uh, but at the same time, I, I started doing amateur theater and sort of got that spark, found that spark again, and, and then just realized that this is, this is something special for me. This is right for me. And was lucky enough to get into an acting school and uh, then just quit my job uh, at the, the radio and, uh, started studying acting and put all, you know, all my eggs in that one basket and never looked back. Wow. This is great. I mean, uh, that explains a lot. Exactly. That, uh, since you were, uh, uh, being at different places while growing up, it, it, it you had to kind of like, uh, fit in. So maybe it's by studying other people or becoming even, uh, other people to, uh, to be able to do that. And this was like the initiation of your, uh, <laughs> acting skills probably. And, uh, yeah, maybe. yeah. so, so yeah, many different, that's places. how I feel. Not like entirely, sorry. Just speaking on top of you, but uh, just uh, kind of not, like I said, not changing to a totally different person. Like as a, as always, when acting as well, you sort of keep that that like a large part of yourself there, of course, good, because that's something that makes it true and, and believable. But at the same time, you you like things you emphasize certain sides of yourself, and you you draw from what you see in other people, and you use that. But you always keep that sort of that essence uh, of of yourself, of course. Exactly, a uh, little adjustments. So, um, very rarely we see the main protagonist of a game 
be the same as the actor who's playing him. Be so famous now. Alan Wake is such an important project in your life. I'm curious, how did this project happen? And looking back at it now, did you ever think such a success would ha ever happen? Um, well, it, it, it all got started for me already in 2005. I got a call from a, a casting agency, a casting director, asking, you know, if I would come in for, for an audition for this gaming company in, here in Finland. Um, I knew very little of games at that point. I knew of Remedy, of course, and Max Payne. Max Payne 1 and 2 were out. I hadn't played them, but I, I of course, knew of them. And, uh, yeah, I went in for an audition. I don't really remember what I did, what kind of audition it was. <laughs> but uh, a while after that, I got a call from, from Sam Lake, from Remedy, and he asked me to come to the, to the Remedy offices and have a chat, and he would explain what, it, what it's all about. So that's what I did, and that's how I got started. Wow. So, uh, did you, uh, at the moment, that at that year, uh, 2005, knew, kind of had this sense that this is something special, this is something huge? I had no idea it would be huge or <laughs> that it would last for 18 plus years. No idea. <laughs> oh, that. my God. I knew it was something special. I That I knew right away. It, it felt sort of, it was very interesting working with this gaming company and, uh, and uh doing the stuff that i was doing there in the beginning it was more more of uh they would take a lot of photos of me and it was like just trying out like different outfits different sort of attitudes for alan wake they were still very much looking for like who alan wake is what kind of person he is uh what kind of attitude and we tried there are some old outfits that are you can, you can see photos of them that we were sort of trying and then they were they would change it to something else like more sort of a rock and roll type of writer. But that was that in the beginning. And then later on, I got uh, a couple of years later, because that was quite a long production as well, Alan Wake 1. Um, but then I got to do more of uh, motion capture for not just for Alan Wake, but for a lot of the uh, NPCs as well <laughs> in the game. Wow, I didn't so that know was that. A yeah, I've done, I've done a lot. Because it was basically, it was just a, like a, very small group of us actors doing all the the motion capture for for a lot of the characters like i did one of the anderson brothers for uh for alwick one i did so many different characters even a couple uh female characters <laughs> npcs for alwick one so that was really really interesting a, a lot of fun wow so what were the inspirations behind alan wick for you and matthew Pereira, the voice of alan wick The inspirations? Well, I mean, it's, it all comes down to the script, and 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 the conversations that we had with Sam and and everybody else that we were working with, and uh, yeah, on, on on this one on Alan Wake too, it was of course for Matt and myself. I'm I'm sure that we've had this this character with us for such a long time, so it's it's kind of a like a second nature in a way, second skin. Uh, But yeah, I, it was just the inspiration comes from from the script, of course, from the story, and then all these talks and conversations that we've had with uh, with Sam Lake and Ansimata, uh, who who was their uh, cinematics and and live action director on and on Alan Wake 2. 
those were sort of my my closest uh you know uh, the per- closest people i worked with yeah on on alan wake too so this one is uh, alan wake 2 is very uh very very different from the previous one in a good way so uh, like there are a lot of live actions. There are this mix of gameplay and live actions. Uh, this this is all over the place, and this is amazing. So, and uh, he, 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 you even play more and more characters. Scratch, uh, 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 Tom the poet. So, what were the differences making Alan Wake two Alan Wake two compared to the first one for you? Well, for sure, it technically was, uh, and artistically. Yeah, it was a lot of lot bigger as a production for me. I, I did a lot more. I did a lot of work for, for Alan Wake 1. People sometimes don't really realize all the motion capture, all the, all the performance capture that's involved in a game. I've found out that people often talk about just like the voice acting part, which I understand it's, it's more obvious, but they, there's just so much of uh, acting involved in, in other areas as well, like motion capture and performance capture. But yeah, on Alan Wake 2, it was... Um, um excuse me um it was sort of for me it was the motion capture part then the performance capture part and now like you said a lot of live action stuff as well so a lot of just pretty much similar to doing a movie or a tv series but technically i mean the the motion capture part and the the performance capture or the face capture that like as work, it wasn't that different from from Alan Wake One, but just that the end result is so <laughs> different. Like it's so much better. As anyone who's played the original Alan Wake and now Alan Wake Two knows that it's it's a total different level. So that's really nice. Like what you do actually in the booth, like for for the face capture part, it sort of you really get the the. A nice result in in the the end game, and it's a lot of work. I mean, I'm kind of close to the ending of Alan Wake Two, and I'm like staggered by it. Like, how many footages did you guys just shoot for this? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, well, I worked I worked on it for more than three years. Wow, not like constantly. There there would be like times like months in between that we didn't have any shoots, but we would work a lot. So it was a lot of work. And what makes it interesting is that, uh, you know, as, as everybody knows who's interested in and, and has played the game, that Alan Wick is uh, acted by two actors. So it's Matthew Peretta, the wonderful voice actor, and then it's me doing the physical acting. And that makes it interesting as well that we have that combination there. So we, we sort of, uh, but it's great. I mean, we, like I said, we both know the character pretty well. And although we didn't get to be a lot in the same room during production because of uh, COVID and, and, you know, other reasons, uh, it's it's hard at times. But I think we both have we sort of have a very common understanding of who Alan Wake is. And, and then we have these wonderful directors, Ansi and Sam, who are sort of bridging our performances. And and I, I feel that we, we always we're very protective of each other's performances with Matt and we sort of we appreciate each other's work very much so it's it's a beautiful collaboration 
So how does this work? I mean, uh, do you, uh, do Matt first record the voice and you kind of like uh, take it along, or is it vice versa, or is it something dynamic that shifts all the time? Well, it it depends a little bit, but like usually on on Alan Wake Two, we would do it that way. Uh, depends on what we were doing, of course. If it was live action, I would do the whole thing, and then Matt would dub it afterwards. They would edit it and and then dub it. And for uh, in-game or, or sort of cinematic stuff, uh, we would do it that way. That I would do the motion capture first, and and with you know doing my the lines and everything, and they would record those, the whole thing, the voice included, and then um, Matt would do his work, sort of having that material with a raw edit at that point, and he he would have sort of my voice as well, and, and he would do the lines, sort of knowing that material, but of course bringing his own interpretation into it, and his own sort of ideas and everything, and then I would get it again, and we'd, we'd do the, the face part separately, and I would be in a booth having my own sort of uh, body acting, the motion capture part, and then having Matt's voice acting, and then trying to match those with my my own face, sort of um, a very complicated and yeah. a, a tricky thing, but I, I think it works wonderfully in the end. Yeah, it's very interesting because Alan, Alan Wake in the stories, having multiple character uh, that he has made in his head, and in reality, he's been made by like two people if we say that uh, visually and a voice and some writers <laughs> it's just never ending loop <laughs> so um we can't talk about alan week and not mention the creator of it uh mr sam leek how much has uh he and his writing do you think has changed compared to the first time you started working with them well i i think he's always been a great writer but of course, everyone improves, and we were sort of the idea was to do Alan Wake two pretty soon after Alan yeah. Wake one, but obviously it didn't go that way. And there were, you know, it was a long, long time in between thirteen years. So I think that actually, in the end, was like a good thing, you know, because there was, like Sam has said himself, that there were. Uh, like versions of the game or ideas that early on that changed quite a lot. And I think what we have now is just, uh, it's so much better. And I, I think it's, it's like a result of all that struggle, you know, during those 13 years. And it's, it's just, uh, in hindsight, it's easy to say now that this is the way it was supposed to go. Of course, it didn't feel like that during all those years that there were like false starts and we would like have our, have our hopes up and then it just wouldn't go into production. But now, you know, thinking of it now, it, it's just, it's, it, I think it's great that this, it went this way. And Sam, I mean, he's just so good. He He's so sort of the stories he comes up with, he and his team. I mean, it's not obviously him alone. It's, it's a lot of people, but he is the sort of, uh, Primus motor there behind it and and he's crazy world that he has in his head that's so important for this game and 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 he's such a 
fun guy to work with as well. He, in that way, he, he's the best that you can ask for. That he, he's the kind of guy, the guy, kind of writer and director who has, like, he has all the answers. You can ask him anything, and he will have an answer for you. But he's still always open for new ideas. Like he never closes himself, and he's always interested in what you think of it. What what ideas does this bring to you? Like, let me see them. And and so he's just a pleasure to work with. And he's so humble. He, he's like this rock star of of gaming, you know. But he's always so humble. And and yeah, I just love him. He's the best. Yeah, since I was a kid, I was playing. Uh, the game he has written and always a fan. So as a professional actor, Ilka, what do you think about Sam's acting in Alan Wake 2? It's good. It's good. <laughs> he, he doesn't have the easiest job because Alex Casey having that sort of Max Payne face. Exactly. You know, the <laughs> fringe. So um, it's, it's, it's not easy to carry that with you. But he's, I mean... I was at times almost depressed because he, he's this wonderful writer, uh, you know, a great director, a great artistic director, and then he turns out to be a very good actor as well. So that's uh, it's too much for one person, I think, at times. <laughs> Were you giving him tips about acting? Well, I think I was able Especially to help this him kind of acting that you do. <laughs> Sorry. Especially this kind of acting that you do, because Alex Casey, his voice is some, someone's different as well. Absolutely. I, I remember the first time Sam had done his first uh, acting in, in the face capture that I was explaining earlier, which is pretty tricky stuff. Yeah. So he had done his first sessions in the booth, uh, you know, acting to his own motion capture that was done weeks before and then having James McCaffrey's voice there. And he was like, it's so hard. I saw him on the hall in in the hallway at Remedies, and he was like, this is so hard. And I was like, yes, now you know. <laughs> I've been doing this for years, and now you know how hard it is. So I was really happy that he got to to experience that. Yeah, a writer trapped uh, in his own working. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. So and he had some of those moments that he would ask the director. I remember he would ask once on scene. Uh, our our director, he would ask like, just show the script and ask, do I have to actually do this? And Ansi <laughs> would say, but you wrote it, man. You wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's a different thing. Now I'm the actor. I was the the writer then, hundred percent. Now I'm the actor. So, but yeah, <laughs> this is amazing. So, um, looking deep at the character of Alan I'm always fascinated by how personal his story is underneath of this huge plot uh, it's uh, and its world when I look at him at his core there is a man trying hard to keep up with his past success a true nightmare for any artist that one day he or she might not be able to do as good as she is today and this, uh, this struggle, the conflict between work and personal life becomes so vast that we see this alternate version of ourselves that often becomes cruel to the people we love, so as well as ourselves. As an artist, how much do you relate to this idea and how do you separate your life and work in a way that they are in a perfect harmony? It is hard. It is hard. I can very much relate to that. It's sometimes having a job where you sort of 
delve deep into the, the imagination and it's like a passion profession in many ways. It's, it's hard to sort of separate that and the family life. It's, it's not easy, but it's, it's also, if you find a way to get grounded from family life, for example, from your relationship, from friends, uh, kids, you know, that you get to a place where that sort of relaxes you and you can, they help you to leave that work stuff behind, which I think I have quite successfully sort of managed to do. Um, then that's a great thing. Uh, but it, it's definitely not easy having something that you like a, a job that you love, but that is also very sort of consuming in many ways and, and, and gives you a hard time at times. I mean, all work can be like that. It, it's not necessarily, I'm not trying to make it super special, but, but I found it that there are some challenges to it, definitely. So I can understand what, in, in parts at least, what Alan Wake is going through. Yeah. So uh, when you look at Alan, what are the things you admire about him and what do you see as his shortcomings? Um, well, he is uh, quite sort of um, short-tempered, you know, uh, I yeah. don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. Yeah, but he, he gets angry fast. He's very frustrated. He sort of uh, takes himself too seriously at times. Um, you know, just can't sort of uh, tackle all, all the problems that he has uh, and and sort of blames other people for his own problems, which is always a big, big mistake, which I guess all of us do at times. But yeah, he's, he's just... Uh, but he really gets a, a punishment for, for being like that. Like 13 years in the dark place is quite a punishment <laughs> for any bad deeds that, that one might have done yeah he he's a very stubborn character i mean but what yeah. i admire about him is that he never gives up he's always on that's true yeah that's true and, and that's that's what makes him interesting he's very flawed he's, he's not like a perfect hero character at all uh which i enjoy as an actor very much so he has a lot of problems and he's he's at times he's being a bit of an asshole i mean towards other people, but he's always determined. He does not give up. Yeah. And that's what makes him an, uh, a hero. Exactly. You know, 13 years in the dark place, a lot of us would have just given up, you know, but he doesn't. And that's that's what makes him a hero. And that's what in part makes him interesting as, as well, that he has that side. That's why you root for him as well. Yeah, that's why he's re relatable. So, um, okay, let's talk about your favorite, Silka. What are some of your favorite movies you watch over and over? Well, um, I guess one of them, like the obvious choice for me is Shawshank Redemption. That's wow. been yeah. like a favorite for so long. That's that's a movie I really enjoy. Uh, and I go back to, and now I, I actually know it's in, in, in a cinema, shown in a cinema in, in uh, Helsinki, wow. end of this month. So I'll I'll get to see it on the big screen again, wow. which I haven't for I don't know how many fifteen years at least. So that's pretty great. And then um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest is yeah. one of those movies that I I really like. A lot of the Hitchcock movies, uh, like uh, Rear Window, 
a lot of them, like just about all of them, which I'll go back to, like oldies, goldies. What is your uh, uh, favorite movie of 2023 by uh, by now? I, I I'll I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> I I can't. This of, happens uh, all the time. <laughs> what what has it been for you? For me, for me, I think uh, Ari yeah. Aster's uh, "Bo is Afraid" was something great. I don't know if you have yeah. seen it or not. Um, yeah, that w- that one was very great. But "Bo is Afraid," I love that. And and Alan Wake too. <laughs> weirdly, is just like, I mean, it's it's a it's a movie. It's a game. It's everything. It's it's a book. It's me. It's a combination of. I remember one time, Sam. I, I'm gonna butcher this. Sam Sam Lake uh, said something like, like uh, he was listing all art forms, like writing, music, and all that. And at the end, he said, "Well, video games are a combination of all of that. We kind of sculpting uh, character models. We make music. There is writing in it. There is uh, movie making in it. And and it is so." This is the pure art. So, and Alan Week is a great example of that. It's uh, it's all of those things at the at the perfection of it. So, yeah, this is also my favorite movie and video game of the year are the same <laughs> project. <laughs> all right, so yeah, uh, I like that. I yeah, like that. Yeah, T- tell me about your uh, favorite actors that you look up to and draw inspiration from. Um, well, again, just so many, one that has been for the last few years that I'm always really interested in is, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, Australian actor. Oh yeah. I think it's just always really, really great and interesting. And then, um, damn it. I'm so terrible with names. <laughs> Apologies, I've had this flu yeah, for, I know. for two weeks. I, I, yeah, I, I know. feel like I'm my so sorry. head yeah. is all. <laughs> no, that's no problem. Just, just uh, I realize that I'm, I'm sort of not getting the names in my head. Um, I'm trying to think of this Swedish, uh, Danish actor that that I just saw in David or David is is his first name. I'm damn. I'm I'm so ashamed. I can't remember his last name. But I just saw this. Uh, prison uh series uh, like a six-part prison series danish series called the house i think uh is probably that's the way it's translated in english but he was one of the leads in that and he is just fantastic he's he's so good in everything and he was in uh uh oh sorry yeah the names are not coming now so yeah but he's there are so many i mean i mean i don't like have maybe I don't have like a favorite actor. I have just so many that I look up to and try not sort of learn from. But at the same time, I realize that it's you have to find your. You can't sort of never copy someone else or try not. You can pick like things, of course, and learn stuff. But then you have to sort of just um, find your own way and, yeah. and just learn to know yourself and sort of have just collect stuff in your personal iCloud. You know just experiences and stuff and sort of read a lot. I, I think books help me a lot. So that sort of, cause it, they leave so much uh, space for your imagination. So acting wise, that's sort of a very good tool yeah. uh, and means to have to help you. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, advices you have for uh, uh, young and upcoming actors. And you kind of gave me an answer here. But uh, is there any uh, kind of like ultimate advice that you have for people who want to be uh, hopefully the next Ilka Willie? Well, I, I would say that just keep a very keep a very open mind. Sort of not not close any doors. Sort of not say that this is not for me or this is not for me. Especially at an at an early stage in in one's career. Sort of it's good to do very different sort of things and just try to learn from everything and be open to all arts. Like try to use everything. Like go to museums. Go to of course, go a lot to the theater and, and, and see movies, listen to music, just sort of take all the arts in and, and, and try to, like I said, try to you know, put things in that iCloud where where you can sort of then draw from uh, whenever you're doing a job and just get to know yourself and, and sort of what, you know, how do I work? What, what kind of, what helps me to get into this, these emotions or, or, you know, get me to the right place where I need to be for, for this certain scene or this certain role or, or whatever. So just like this great openness for, for everything that I think is a clue for, for most of us. Exactly. That is great advice. I mean, I mean, you yourself are as uh, a great example of that. I mean, uh, 2005, come join us uh, making a video game. And one would say, huh, video games, no way. <laughs> But look at it now. It's, it's, it beats ass. <laughs> it's yeah. such a great uh, 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 form of art. Yeah. So this is it, Ilka. Um, thank you so much. Uh, you're one of the kindest people I know, and your art and professionalism are equally impressive. Since teenagehood, I've been impressed by your character and the characters you portrayed as well. I hope we see each other more and even when we're old lads <laughs> and keep keep on celebrating your amazing success. Thank you so much, Mr. Willie. Thank you so much, Hamidreza. This was great. I, I really appreciate this. And I hope we get to do it again, you know, as old chaps, <laughs> at least at some point, or maybe even sooner, hopefully, you know. Exactly. But hopefully, thank you very much. Hopefully in person, sir. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Great, thank you.